0: Lovely to see you all. Good morning or evening or whenever you're watching this. Uh, It's morning for us, but wherever you are, hello. And um, with everything that's been going on, I want to talk a little bit, share a few thoughts about the idea of freedom. It's something that I've been thinking about a bit these last few weeks for perhaps obvious reasons. And earlier this week, on Monday, I shared some thoughts about freedom with our staff team as a bit of a thought for the day. And we felt like um, it might be helpful and worth sharing some of those thoughts with you today because many of us don't necessarily feel that free right now at the moment, do we? We might feel a bit trapped in our homes, can't go anywhere without a mask, um, and apparently you can't even go to Cork Abbey without getting a 200 quid fine, I heard. Um, Every time I look at a screen at the moment, it seems that there are people talking with concern about the freedoms that are being taken from us. But meanwhile, I've also been reading and watching a few things recently with a slightly different perspective on freedom, um, and this kind of idea that in, in recent years especially, many of us have, have almost voluntarily given away some of our freedom the moment we allowed these little devices into our lives, and technology where we've been, we've been sold this idea that freedom simply means choice. And so the more options we have, the better it is and so technology offers us this alluring freedom of being able to scroll through endless screens of options of what to watch what to buy who to sort of spy on on social media but actually we end up spending so much of our time just simply doing the things that these devices nudge us to do you think about it it's it's undeniable that they offer us choice but do these things actually make us feel free anyway i've been thinking about those kind of things recently whether my freedom is under threat, um, and what it really means to be free. And thankfully, there is a place that we can go, of course, um, to get clarity about what it is to to be free, because the Bible talks a lot about freedom, and the topic crops up all over the Bible. You know, think about stories like the story of Joseph, or the story of Moses and the Israelites, if you're familiar with those. It's all about um, freedom and breaking free or heavily heavily focusing on that theme and and i would say if you zoom right out on a macro level to look at the whole human story depicted in in the bible um it, there's this tone theme of freedom that runs all the way through you know from the from the garden of eden adam and eve had this ex- experience of freedom there but they they swapped it for sin and slavery and that was the way it was for humanity until Jesus eventually came, as the prophet Isaiah had prophesied, um, to, 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 bring, to bring liberty to the captives. The New Testament talks quite frequently about this idea of freedom, how we've received freedom from Jesus. In Romans chapter 6, verse 22, it says, You have been set free from sin. And um, Jesus said, um, in John's Gospel, chapter 8, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Paul, uh, the New Testament writer, talks a lot about freedom in his letters in numerous places. And um, in these examples, it it doesn't seem to be talking about just simply a physical freedom, but a freedom that's more holistic and spiritual in nature. So what is that freedom that we've been given by Jesus? I recently heard somebody um, summarising the thoughts of um, St. Augustine, on the topic of freedom. Um, So um, Augustine was um, an influential philosopher um, and theologian and and preacher a few hundred years after Jesus. And he was perhaps one of the first to articulate this idea that true freedom is not about having infinite choice, nor is it about a lack of constraint. It's about actually understanding and becoming who we were designed to be. You know, think about Adam and Eve in, in, in the Garden of Eden. They experienced this fullness of life and a freedom, um, and God gave them free will to choose things, but he also gave them limits to live within, what they were and weren't to do. And so Augustine's idea was actually freedom is found when, we're, when we discover who we're meant to be and pursue that, because once we're pursuing that path, We're trying to live out the identity that we were made for. We're no longer for striving for something that's ill-fitting or unnatural. And we find we're we're free to be that thing. And so Augustine's idea was that since humans were created in the image of God, the closer we conform to his likeness and his image, the more free we actually become in our life. And I think this is the type of freedom. I, I, I personally think he was right about that. And I think this is the type of freedom... That inspired the New Testament writer Paul to, to say things like he did in Philippians chapter 4, verse 12. I've learned the secret of being content in every and any situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or what or, or want. And in Galatians chapter 5, he, he wrote to the churches in the in, in that area and he said, It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And Paul, um, he's actually he's a fascinating example when it comes to freedom. Because he experienced a life, we know, um, where his physical freedom was so often constrained. He spent a considerable part of his life either in prison, incarcerated, getting arrested, being blocked and resisted. For example, that verse in Philippians that I just read, he literally wrote that from prison, as he did some of his other letters. And yet he, he didn't think or behave like a prisoner. He shared the gospel with any guard that was fortunate enough to be posted near him, and despite his circumstances, he sent letters of hope and encouragement as far as he could to breathe encouragement into the church. I think he understood that freedom wasn't dependent ultimately on his physical circumstances, and he was passionate about embracing a different freedom and sharing it with others around him. For example, there's this moment in Acts chapter 16 where Paul gets um, busted out of jail supernaturally by God. And instead of um, you know, making a run for it, he sticks around and he leads the guard to faith in Jesus because he was more concerned about the guard's spiritual freedom than he was about his own physical freedom. And for us right now, I think there's a bit of a challenge for us in that example in 2020 right now. Am I more bothered about the spiritual freedom of people around me or my own physical freedom and getting my life back to normal? It's challenging, isn't it? So to help explore this idea a little bit more, I want to share with you a couple of images from a film, actually. I don't know if you ever have this, when you, when you see a piece of creative um, art, a, a, you know, like a drama or a painting or a piece of architecture or a beautiful song... And you just sort of catch a glimpse of of God in it. Um, Sometimes it's because it's there intentionally. You know, like if you're listening to Handel's Messiah or you're looking at the architecture of a cathedral, you can see it's been designed to reflect something of God's glory. But other times I think it's a bit unintentional, yet unmistakable. And I think this example is like that. It's the film The Shawshank Redemption. If you've not seen it, it's a really powerful film, Um, although just a bit of a disclaimer it is, um, it's got a 15 rating, and it's got quite a lot of bad language in it and some pretty sort of dark scenes in it as well. So do check out a viewing guide before you check it out. Um, but at the heart of this story, it's about freedom, and it's, um, it's based in a prison. It's got two main characters, um, Red, who's, who's, who's played by Morgan Freeman. He's this sort of streetwise inmate. He's coming towards the end of a 40-year sentence, And then another character, Andy, who's played by Tim Robbins. Um, And Andy, unlike Red, he's not from a typical criminal background. He's educated and mild-mannered. And at first, Red suspects that Andy's not going to be tough enough to cope with prison life. But Red quickly sees that Andy has this kind of dignity about him that can't be suppressed by his surroundings. In the film, Red says... Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to try and do a Morgan Freeman accent because it would just go wrong. He says, um, he had a quiet way about him, a walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. He strolled like a man in the park without a care or a worry in the world, like he had on an invisible coat that would shield him from this place. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say, I liked Andy from the start. I love that line, like he had on an invisible coat that would shield him from this place. That reminds me of how Paul, um, once again from prison, encouraged um, the church in the letter of Colossians to take off the practices of the world around and instead be clothed with an invisible coat of virtues like compassion, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, and above all, love. No matter how long this pandemic continues for, no matter what restrictions we face, no matter what happens, we are still free to put those qualities on. And um, I think the brilliant thing about this, um, this particular point is that um, this is something that we know and we are hearing all the time of the ways that you as a church are doing this. Like the stories that John and Debbie um, shared earlier. endless the stories of how you're making a difference in your communities with kindness, gentleness, and loving generosity. So as Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, Keep, um, I want to encourage you just as in fact you are doing those things. As the film develops, um, Andy then begins to share some of his um, personal experience for freedom with others. So, for example, there's this other scene where he and some colleagues are being worked like slaves on a rooftop under the supervision of this vicious warden. And then Andy risks his safety to initiate a conversation with the warden, and then he somehow manages to wrangle this deal where he ends up um, giving the warden some legal advice and in exchange, as payment, his, his fellow inmates receive a couple of beers to enjoy at the end of the job. It's a brilliant scene, and it ends with Red saying these words. We sat and drunk, drank with the sun on our shoulders, and we felt like free men. We, like Andy, are free to make sacrifices, to inconvenience ourselves, to even take risks, so that others might get a taste of freedom. I love the example in the story that Debbie shared about that lady where a number of different people in the life of the church have, have got involved to help her get into some accommodation that's stable. And I love the little, the little, like, for example, just have her having a bed that doesn't creak, an experience that we might take for granted, but for her just feels like a, a step into freedom, a step into normal life. I want to encourage you that every time in these times that we do things like that, that we lend somebody a hand, that we reach out, that we make a sacrifice, we are treating them in a way that recognizes you are human. You are a precious child of God. Your life is worth something. And what it does when we treat a person that way, it helps them become and see who they were made to be. And it will feel to them like freedom, like an ice-cold craft beer, on a red-hot day like in the film, or whatever the equivalent for them is. The last little example that I want to share with you in this film occurs when Andy, the character, breaks into an office in the prison, and uh, here he is. He's hijacked that office, and he's hijacked the prison tannoy, which has only ever otherwise been used to sort of bark out commands and edicts, and he broadcasts some beautiful opera music over the gramophone, and the whole prison... Stops in its tracks, stops in its tracks, and listens to this music. And I just love, read again, his reflection of this moment. He says, I have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. The truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best best left unsaid. I'd like to think they were about singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words, and it makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those voices soared higher and farther than anybody in a grey place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made these walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, every last man in Shawshank felt free. I don't know if these um, examples strike you in the same way, but I think there's something in them that reminds me of the freedom that Jesus brings us in 2020 and the freedom that he longs for us to share with others around us. It's not a freedom to to dash into each other's homes or rip off our masks just yet, but a freedom to walk like Andy did with a lightness that others are drawn to and attracted to with an invisible coat of kindness, compassion, gentleness, and love. And it's a freedom to have a voice and a posture that worships God with our lives and and together as a church in song, knowing that when we worship him, we are singing about something like like Red said, so beautiful it can't be expressed in words. When we glorify his name, it is as though a beautiful bird flaps into our drab little cage and makes the walls dissolve away. I guess what I want to really say today is that we are free people. I don't want to minimize the difficulty that many of us are experiencing right now. I don't want to pretend that everything's you know, okay when it clearly is not. But I do believe that some of us, perhaps including me, need reminding every now and again that we have been set free by Jesus in a real and emphatic way. Jesus came and he died to set us free. And he rose again to demonstrate that it's happened, that we are. So let's not live like we're not. If you would consider yourself part of this church family, um, I want to encourage you. We are not the people that moan about how bad things are on social media. We are not the people that gripe about how others have got a slightly easier time of it in lockdown than we have. We are not the people that continually criticize those in positions of authority who, let's face it, are probably doing their best and are probably as in over their heads as everybody else is at the moment. And we are not the people that judge everybody else around us and the decisions that they're making to handle this situation. We are free of those things. We have been set free from them, and we don't have to do them as others might choose to. We are the people that put on that invisible coat of kindness and extend grace to those, especially those who are unloved or unlovable. We are the people that sacrifice ourselves for others, that look for the needs around us on our street, in our city, in our world. And we are the people that worship God with unrestrained hearts. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So let's encourage one another to live that way. And I want to encourage you in that um, right now, in fact. And we're going to spend some time praying in a moment but first, um, what's going to happen right now is the band have just come up onto the stage and, and they're going to lead us in worship and we're going to worship together. And I know um, from my own personal experience that the whole sort of worship experience these last few months has changed. And um, it is a little bit harder to worship God with freedom when you're in your living room and the cat's watching you. Or, you know, if you might live with people who, who, who don't share your faith or the kids are around, you know, scrambling around. And so it can be hard. And also, if you haven't got a voice that, that is great, like me, it feels a bit weird singing out loud. But I want to encourage you, as far as you can, um, put things aside and let's spend some time coming together to worship the Lord right now with freedom in our hearts, knowing that we're unrestrained. And so I want to pray before the guys just lead us into worship. Lord, as we, as we gather to pray right now, we pray, worship now, Would you help our voices to soar, as Red said, higher and farther than anybody in the dark places dares to dream? And Holy Spirit, would you come into our rooms like a dove, like a beautiful bird, into our drab little cage? And as we sing together, would you make the walls that separate us right now dissolve away and remind us that we are free? come Holy Spirit